Hey, you're listening to episode 18 of The Sandler Files. Today we watched Polly Shore is Dead and Happy Gilmore. Just a quick little content warning for this episode. Uh, one of the films we watched does touch on some themes of suicide, which is a very emotional subject, of course. So if that makes you uncomfortable in any way, completely feel free to skip this episode and we'll catch you in the next one. Hello, everyone. And thank you for coming to the celebration of the life of Jeremy Conte hosted here at the fabulous Monte Carlo Inn. We got some fresh shrimp over there in the buffet section. It's on his life insurance, so dig in, people. It's all free. Jeremy passed away at 64 years of age, doing what he loved most, arson. Over his lifetime, Jeremy was known by many labels. Friend, brother, moon truther. But we all knew him best as one thing. A real pain in the ass. Jeremy requested that his headstone would read his gamer tag, as it's how we all knew him best. R.I.P. Da Real Joker 1957. Anyone who would like to say a few words in remembrance of the deceased may now step up to the podium and speak their piece. My name is Montgomery Goosen. I'm the host of Behind the Microphones. I didn't know Jeremy Conte very well, so I don't know why I was invited. Um, in retrospect, he wasn't a great rapper. Rest in peace. What's up, guys? Rob Schneider here. Uh, all right. I was expecting some applause there, but uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I, I can't say this is a sad day for me. Um, my mortal enemy has uh, <laughs> been defeated. Probably, probably the vaccines that took him out. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. Thank you. Hello. My name is Gunter, the golden child of the Dreesen name. Jeremy is the only one who would play Fortnite with me. That guy was cracked. We'll be dropping off the battle bus together on the next frontier, Brasvin. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Uh, man, tough, tough day. Really, really tough day. I don't know who let Rob Schneider in here, but, uh, that guy sucks. Um, wow, we, we lost a good one. Uh, just a, a really cool stand-up guy is, is what I've heard and what I've experienced. Uh, you know, the ladies wanted him, the fellas wanted to be him. Just a, a loss for the ladies and the fellas. A loss, a loss for the world, um, I just, I heard he was so epic, so I think that's, that's how we should remember him, just as like the dopest, most epic, genius dude ever, uh, yeah. Oh, and another thing, I, I, uh, underappreciated in his time, I would say, uh, really, and, uh, I think, I, I think there's some people who will, who will regret, you know, not, uh, not texting him back a little more. <clears throat> you know, maybe people named Lax Meeson. I, like, you know, th these, these people exist, but, 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 Hey, are you talking about my, my cousin, Lax Reeson? That, that Jeremy <laughs> texted with all the time? Yeah. The way I understand it is that is that uh, 
Wax Leeson would text him back all uh, the time. Look, this is not what's important. And it was Jeremy who didn't who didn't text back. It's Wax. Look, it's not important who did and didn't text. What's important is that we we mourn. We we really deeply mourn for a very oh long God, time. His mustache is falling off. That's, that's Jeremy. All right, Let's guys. Wait, guys. There's no 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 no. no. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Sailor Files. I'm alive. Don't, uh, you know, don't Jerry, worry, anybody. You hurt a lot of people with your actions. Yeah, I know. And I I'm think the next 30 minutes, I say we to hell with the rest of this episode, and we really delve deep on just how horrible this thing you did is. I understand it's funny because Polly Shore did the same thing, and we've done stuff like this before, but this was a step too far, you despicable human. How do you? What do you have to say to defend yourself, you, you piece of garbage? I'm sorry. He's so brave. He's so brave. He's so brave. Anyways, guys, uh, so you might be a little confused because last week I, I did veto one of the films we got. <laughs> and as you might have clued into by this point, uh, that film was Polly Shore is Dead. I vetoed it. And then Max said, hey, let's just watch it anyways. So I've I've <laughs> taken my veto back. So I still have two because... I didn't, it didn't work. It was, nah, you know, we cannot veto the wheel. Yeah. Clearly we're, we're subject to the whims of the of wheel course, regardless because we ended up watching Polly Shore is dead and happy Gilmore. <laughs> let's start with Polly Shore is dead. Let's, okay. let's, as you, as you might have, might have, uh, uh, you know, clued in as well, uh, as we've been going here. Um, it's about someone who fakes their death. That's what our opening little bit was about. That's our bit today, folks. Yeah. We're really tired. It's late. Uh, yeah. it's like, what time is it? It's 1250 right now. Because oh it took us a while to get through both movies. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Polly Shore is dead. I so I don't know much about Polly Shore personally. I, I wasn't familiar with him like at all. Like I knew his name. I recognized him visually. I I don't think I've seen anything with him in it. Under, please understand, we're young little fellows. We don't watch MTV. <laughs> what are we like? Eighty. I'm sixty four. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Uh, uh, no, look, we're not the target audience for a Polly Shore auto semi-autobiographical parody it was completely film. fake like none of that happened no i mean i guess the like his backstory bit. and stuff happened look from what i understand he was like never considered a very good comedian and let me tell you this being probably one of the more interesting sounding projects in his career i can tell you yeah he's not a very interesting comedian no, it was not really not a very funny movie in fact yeah. i'd argue it wasn't funny what uh, look, the the premise is really good, and I, I was actually intrigued based on it. Yeah. The idea is Polly Shore, as he was in real life by the time this movie was made, which is like 2003, he's he's a comedian entering his washed up He's a has-been. Yeah, or he's, he's yeah. right on the cusp of that. Right, right. And it seems like the impetus for this is a failed Fox sitcom, which, based on the movie, I think was real, and I looked it up, and it seems like it was real. I believe um, that, yeah. He got a Fox sitcom as a vehicle for himself, and it was a massive failure. It can't. They canceled it after the first episode, according to this film. I, yeah. I bet that's really what happened. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. It seemed pretty rough based on the clips. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine sitting down in my home and watching Polly Shore for 30 minutes every day. <laughs> well, he just did it for an hour and a half. Yeah, and it was <laughs> like top five worst experiences of my life. Yeah, I honestly, you said it before, that, that might have been one of the worst films we've watched on this show yet. It felt like a YouTube, like a smosh it, skit yes. stretched over an hour and a half 
the camera quality was not very good. The it, w- it was definitely very, like, thrown together. Like, it wasn't a professional... It looked like the room visually, <laughs> and it sounded worse audio-wise. Yeah, there are certain shots where they just weren't mic'd up, and they used cam audio, which I guess is fine with, like, a small production. We've done it before. Yeah, but, but we're, we like... have no money, yeah, and we don't live in L.A. High school... We were high school kids. Yeah. Uh, Polly Shore is an MTV star who lives in L.A., yeah, it it just came across as kind of lazy, from my personal opinion. I mean, oh, look, it didn't get studio backing, obviously, so it had to be independent. So maybe mm-hmm. lazy isn't the right word, but it definitely came off across as very amateurish and like something him and his buddies were just tinkering with for like three but or four also, months. But also, I understand the charm in something like that. I totally get that, right? I think there can be charm in it. Yeah. I don't think this movie has charm. It wasn't very... I mean, it was... I can appreciate how it was self-deprecating. Like, what did I say when we were watching it? I said it's, it seems like a vanity project, but it's just like it's just self aware enough for me. Well, that it's, I'm like it's, it's not quite vain. Yeah, it's self deprecating, but also, it expects you to know exactly who Polly Shore is. Yeah, it's and all the like, stuff he's done. Self obsessed. To be fair, I don't think we would have heard of this movie unless we were on this ridiculous odyssey we're on. <laughs> And, You're right, I never would have seen this. Like, it, it's for Pauly Shore fans, I'm pretty sure. Right. Like, I think maybe we're coming at it from the wrong angle of, like, we expected a movie, and it's just, like, a fun bonus thing. Like, he sells them on his website for five bucks yeah, to yeah. his fans. I, well, it was clearly just him and his friends got together and made this but, like, little goof on his career because he... He was fading. He was fading, was fading, so he made a joke out of it, which... I guess it's cool. Yeah. Um, it was a little, again, self-obsessed for me to think it was, like, actually, like, interesting. Yeah. But also, yeah, I guess we're not the target audience for it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, okay. Just don't go in expecting a movie. Well, don't watch it. No, I'm going to yeah. be No one our age <laughs> or who is not intimately familiar with Pauly Shore should watch this movie. Yeah, if you're a fan of Carrot Top, he's in there. There's a lot of cameos. Including... Adam Sandler, which is why we watched yeah, it. Yeah, what, a 12-second voice cameo? Yeah, he doesn't physically appear in the movie. Does that, uh, does at one point, Polly Shore is in prison? He's in solitary. He's enthroned in solitary. Here's the voice of Adam Sandler mocking him, because Adam Sandler, very similar career to uh, Polly Shore, sort of, had successful movies while Polly Shore's movies failed. Yeah, because... They made a bit about Adam that. Sandler didn't have one character. I mean, okay, right. you could argue he does, but We like, haven't seen all of Polly Shore's movies, though. That's true. That's I, for the next podcast, after this one finishes. Oh, no, no. The Polly Files. No. Polly um, Gondwana Land. Nice. Nice King Giz reference. Thank you. <laughs> I, look, I... Polly want a cracker. Polly with two crackers. Are you done? Yeah, sorry. So, I didn't love it no not really Uh, and i kind of hated it yeah i think the only fun stuff was like when a celebrity you recognize popped up which of course is the whole point of why they have celebrities in there like Vern troyer was there charlie sheen it It was a lot it seemed like it like at times it seemed like it was him trying to make an artistic statement like Mm -hmm. i think so so part of the um like the kind of 
push of the plot is that he gets visited by this comic he knew who was a real life comic that i cannot for the life of me remember the name of right now that's awesome same here i feel i guess bad about that but also i did i'd never heard of him he was like it's just like a crazy i looked him up he used to be like a preacher and then he was known as like a really loud comic okay i see and Um, died young like belushi sort of he died in a car accident i see i see um but do we have to move on from this how much time have we spent on this i don't know uh we probably we got a few more minutes (laughs) okay uh what i was gonna say is like he he gets the idea this comic tells him because he's washed up he should die as a legend instead of living as a has-been yeah and so he fakes his own suicide and then like i was i was curious if this was like actually an artistic like statement on struggling with the downfall of fame and actually considering well there was already a neil young song about this it's better to burn out than to fade away and then uh kurt cobain wrote that lyric on his suicide note Okay, I'm like. Well, I mean, like, you know, it's a very heavily discussed thing in celebrity culture where it's like, well, Elvis was around for so long. He was big, and then everyone saw him get fat and, and die on a toilet. Yeah, I mean, I think Bojack like, taught, like, tackles similar themes. Yeah, of course, of course. That's, so, that's a big thing in celebrity culture. I was interested to see if it would go there, and it never. Like, if it is. If it is a legitimate metaphor for this struggle, it's a very interesting way I don't, to frame I don't it, think... but it doesn't seem like. It's it's entirely about Polly Shore's life. It's it's just it's about Polly Shore's life. I can't life. say like you know I don't know maybe he was struggling with stuff. That's I don't want to I don't want to say it wasn't because it seems like a very weird thing to just do. Sure, sure. Especially because in the film there are there's the fake suicide and then there's a real suicide attempt. Right. Of course, it's played for laughs because the movie plays some offensive things for laughs. There's uh, lots some of slurs, racial slurs, and yeah. other types of slurs. But uh, you know, Jeremy, it was a different time. Okay, that's that's ironic. Please, <laughs> please don't get canceled. Take that out of context. Uh, by the way, the comic's name was Sam Kinison, and there's definitely people okay, who are gonna okay. go. How do you not know him? I'm not I'm familiar. Sorry. You know? I'm really, we're really sorry. Oh, I, wow. I should get familiar. He seemed interesting from yeah, the clips yeah. we saw. Um, but yeah, like I don't. It just, nothing about it seemed honest or revealing enough to me to go, this is, like, I feel like if a celebrity is going to do something that's semi-autobiographical or, like, frames them in front and center and it's them telling their own story, you need to reveal facets of yourself that the audience might not have seen before. Sure. And this didn't seem like an artistic exercise in exploring, no, no, like, of course the not. sad it's, clown. It's... It like shakes the clown, which was very much that. <laughs> this is just Polly Shore goofing off with uh, some money and uh, celebrities that he knows. Yeah, I look when movies like Honey Boy exist, which is a, a celebrity examining his own like tortured mm. public image and and state. Like this doesn't really land for me. Sure, and personally. an unsuccessful celebrity. A good movie for that is Joker. Jeremy recommends. No. I do not like Joker, and Joker is going to come up again in this podcast, and I know when, and I know where, and I'm not happy about it, and I want to put that on the record right now. Hi, this is Max. The next day, we didn't end up talking about it, but uh, the song Rock and Roll Part 2 by that that, that jerk Gary Glitter is, uh, it's the Joker dance song when he's on the stairs in the Joker movie, and it's also in Happy Gilmore. Forgot to bring that up later, but that's, that's what we were talking about. Okay, let's get back to it. Joker laugh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, uh, that's enough on Polly yeah, Shore. Yeah, Polly Shore. Please don't watch this. Uh, it was unless you love Polly Shore, then definitely watch it. Or you really want to, you know, get all that Adam Sandler content. You know, he's... yeah, it's ten seconds. But if you need every frame of Adam Sandler or every wave file, it's not. Yeah, this is just a wave file. He's not even there visually. Uh, yeah, I give it like a three out of ten and a two out of ten on the Sandler scale. Same here. Maybe four out of ten, two out of ten on the Sandler scale. Yeah, I mean. I was I'm I think I was smart to veto it initially and I'm sad it didn't go through. I was down to not watch it today. You were the one who said I did Let's push do it today, it. but earlier yeah. in the week you were the one who pushed it. Yeah. So th- it was meant to happen then clearly. Clearly. Um and it happened, and now we're here. So let's talk about Happy Gilmore, which is Adam Sandler, one of his first movies. It first, was definitely his first big one. The first big studio movie, sure, because this was Universal Pictures. Yeah, I really liked it. Especially, we yeah. watched this back-to-back with Pauly Shore's Dead, so th- <laughs> we were coming off Pauly Shore's Dead yeah. when we watched this, and I was like, wow, this is so competent and good and entertaining. Maybe made it a bit better. Yeah. yeah. It's... It was a well. It was a good movie. I feel like we have less to say about good movies. Yeah, no, but absolutely. Um, it was really like I. I genuinely laughed several times. Uh, I enjoyed all the characters. I yeah. thought Adam had a clear arc. Every scene was relevant to the plot and or the characters, yeah, which is a the, rarity. The in majority of the jokes movies. were like funny or at least you could go okay that's a funny joke and I'm glad it's here. It's not stupid. Like yeah. it's not lowest common denominator low-hanging fruit jokes yeah Yeah, no it was it was good i thought that i thought there was a really interesting dynamic where you open it and sandler's like the zany over the top one and then he enters the golf world and his influence makes this like top golf player super zany and over the top and angry and he calms down and becomes more normal as the movie goes on you're right i thought that was a super interesting progression and dynamic i really dug that a lot that is smart and i just liked i think putting Adam Sandler in the golf world and then having regular sports fans like invade this this sport that is boring and typically high society. You and I grew up like a few kilometers away from a golf course. Yeah, the where the Canada Open happens in Oakville. Whatever yeah. it's Glen Eden Glen Abbey. Glen Abbey. Glen Sorry, Abbey golf Glen course, not to dox ourselves. But yeah. like God, just I don't like golf. No, it has such like this it yeah, seems so it's, it's like the elite sport, right? Yeah. Where everyone has to be serious and wear these stupid polo shirts and yeah. pop their shirts and stuff. Or you go there for a business meeting. Yeah. Yeah. No, no so- there's there's always been an air of like arrogant, rich, white men just golfing. Exactly. And it's, I think this yeah. movie taps into that perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It finds this idiosyncrasy. Adam Sandler's perfect to like go in there and just mess yeah, stuff absolutely. up. Absolutely. I it, that element really worked. Um I think I commented while we were watching the movie. I said the relationship between him and him and uh, what's her name, Julie Bowen, uh, Claire from Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she's good in it. That yeah, works. Called, I feel like this is the earliest thing I've ever seen her in too. Yeah, it just it all it all like worked yeah. for me. There was there was nothing like I'm not gonna go. Oh, it's the greatest movie of all time. But I no, of course, it's just like a solid comedy film. Like this is what you would go to the theater to you know go see a movie to laugh at and you would you know maybe chuckle at it and then leave and be satisfied definitely definitely like quotable lines i can see why it's persevered with some of the some of the quotable mm-hmm. lines that have... carl weathers carl weathers Fantastic. Oh, i love I... carl weathers he's so he elevates everything he's in oh, I'm not i don't think i've ever not enjoyed him in a no, role of course not he's great yeah uh yeah great work there i think the villain i don't know the actor's name but uh shooter 
yeah, McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Was Great. Yeah, awesome villain. Yeah, really memorable and now, really entertaining. I just checked this up. I was curious who wrote this, the screenplay. Yeah. It was Tim Herlihy, who worked on Saturday Night Live and also wrote Grown Ups 2, Bedtime Stories, Mr. Deeds, Little Nicky, Pixels, The Ridiculous Six, and Hubie Halloween. Oh, I wanted and to it talk was also, about... it was Adam Sandler and this guy. So those two wrote the screenplay for this. For Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Dang. This was Adam Sandler's writing. It's good. And, this, and the guy who wrote Pixels. I know you hate Pixels. And Huey Halloween. Bedtime Story's not bad, though. Bedtime, I remember fondly. But I was a kid. Same here. Yeah, okay. But, Interesting I mean, career. Interesting track record. Yeah. I, like, you'd think maybe the the problem with them working together so much would be it gets stale but the problem is we've seen a lot of those later ones and i'm not really so familiar with this one and it wasn't stale it felt fresh and exciting no and yeah good. i maybe just over time they kind of got lazy not got lazy maybe just backed away from the tropes of writing yeah which would just be i don't know less professional because this was like you know one of their first big studio deals it seems so they're really yeah maybe gonna... there was more producers coming in and saying well we need a love exactly interest. we, need a, we exactly. need a clear through line blah 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 yeah I mean that's that's totally possible they, they kept that love interest plot in they every did. other film that's so. you're right I shouldn't have said that the love interest <laughs> is a constant yeah. of Adam Sandler cinema there's also there's something I really like about old movies like uh, this was on film right uh, these these old movies. <laughs> this isn't a bit or anything. Okay. I was like, there's always something about them where it's like so calm. Do you know what I mean? Where there will always be like, feels like there's more silence. Yeah. In I older mean, movies like this. Film just feels, it's funny because as a like picture, it's more noisy, but it feels warmer and yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, we like, I paused halfway through our back-to-back marathon to watch Donald Glover release the trailer for Atlanta season three. Oh yeah, and that's on film. Yeah, and it just yeah. looked so good. I think Donald Glover really likes film because the This Is America video is film too. Yeah, I know. I love I'm, that. I'm film a fan of is, film. Yeah, expensive. It's really expensive for like we will never shoot on. No, film. we're never gonna get the chance. But uh, looks good. Keep it up, uh, Nolan. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Does Nolan shoot on film? Yeah, Nolan loves film. Okay. And Tarantino. Right, right. Film. Tarantino, I can tell. Nolan, I, I couldn't even Interstellar tell. Interstellar was, like, put out on 75mm for a lot of its run. I wanted to go see it. Oh, wow. Okay. And I didn't get the chance. Oh. But I have a reel of oh. the... Oh, like, really? one frame from the reel. From Interstellar? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways, g- good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't been doing trivia and Google reviews so much recently. Oh, you're right. Uh, one, because we're a little more constrained on time, but I don't know. I think we were hitting a for a lot of Adam movies. I felt like we were hitting the same notes where it's like this actor pops up. This role is a repeated. Yeah. yeah. And we've started noticing them ourselves. So do you want to go over? Like, I can go the over the stuff because I, I feel like a lot of other Sandler films then pay tribute to this one that we just watched. Happy Gilmore. By the way, Billy Madison was before Happy Gilmore. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. So I guess that might be the biggest first studio one they did. But uh, Carl Weathers, his character, pops up in Little Nicky, which we watched before we started doing this podcast. But uh, Carl Weathers' character, he dies in in this film, Happy Gilmore, and you see him in heaven in Little Nicky, which is fun. And then there's a homeless dude who ends up being Adam's caddy in this, who later appears in uh, Jack and Jill, if any keen-eyed viewers know. There's an opening scene where Adam Sandler has... A homeless man over for dinner and and jill makes it awkward and that 
So that was fun to see. Also, Ben, did you mention Ben Stiller? Ben, oh yeah, right, yeah. So oh, I, he does a great job. I, this is really cool because our first movie we watched for that this podcast for yeah. people who've been with us since the beginning is Hubie Halloween, and in Hubie Halloween, uh, Ben Stiller reprises his role as an abusive elder, uh, like nurse, male nurse. Yeah, yeah. And in or like an orderly or whatever. And in this movie, it's the origin of that character, right. um, and. It's Halloween right now when we're recording this. Well, actually, no, it's not Halloween anymore. It was Halloween when we were watching the movie. It was Halloween an hour and seven minutes ago. And it was Hubie Halloween. His character reappeared. So it just, I was like, man, the universe works in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. And Max didn't understand what I was saying. No, yeah. I (laughs) Uh, I have some fun trivia. Uh, Just just some stuff I like. I'm going to do random stuff. Let's hear it. Uh, Bob Barker studied... Tang Soon Do karate for decades under Chuck Norris and his brother Aaron Norris. <laughs> wow. So he was he was and he declined the role until he found out he gets to like win the fight against Adam Sandler and then he was like, Yeah, I'll do it. Oh my god. So, wow. I don't know if he had like that a lot fake. of <laughs> But I believe it. It's I mean. it's in IMDB yeah. trivia, so it has to be uh it has to be real. Of course. It was the very first winner of the MTV movie award for best fight. Oh, wow. And speaking of writing, this film was rewritten by Judd Apatow, who went uncredited. So that might explain ah, a little bit of the, the smoothness <laughs> of the plot. Yeah. So huh. I mean, there's a lot of trivia, but I think I think that's most of the the, the interesting stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. the big ones. Okay, let's. Uh, good movie. I liked it. Yeah. It's probably definitely one of the best Adam Sandler movies. If you're like, looking for a 100%. fun comedy, check it out. It's good. Sure, sure. I'm sure you've seen it, honestly, because it's a good movie. Yeah. I'd seen and it And if before. you haven't seen it, what is wrong Why with you? Why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't seen Happy Gilmore? Please delete <laughs> our contact information and never listen again. If I hear you listening to this one more time, I swear to God, I'll break down your door. That's not, that's not an idle threat. He's it is an that. idle threat. <laughs> it's not an idle threat. It's a moving threat. Uh, how much time we got left? Uh, yeah, we got a few minutes, I think. I don't, uh, maybe. Let's talk about Dune. We saw Dune. We watched Dune! Bravo, Denis Villeneuve. Denis, we really owe him. He's, oh, we saw an ad before we went to go see the movie. <laughs> it was on YouTube where it was like, I forget who said it, but one of the actors was like, Canada, Denis has done so much for you. <laughs> Support him in his when he needs you or something. Yeah, you, it was like you guys, Canadian. Denny has always, always been, been there, there for, for Canada. You. Yeah. Now it's time to bring him back. Yeah. Because they were so worried because Blade Runner flopped. They were like, oh, we got to really make the Canadians feel like they owe us this. I mean, look, it's not like Dune's doing incredible gangbuster numbers. No, it's just like like a good enough amount of money it's good making. enough during a pandemic it yes. would be a massive flop if, oh yeah yeah okay okay but like most movies it's better would than be. sonic yeah i mean it's a big big milestone yeah In today's age i i thought it was good yeah me too i enjoyed it yeah <laughs> Why are you sure be honest i don't i can't be honest why I really liked it. You want my honest opinion? I thought it was really good. A lot of setup, of course, but that's you know that's for everyone who's very new to this world. As someone who read the book like four years ago and forgot most of it, it was entertaining enough. And you read it very recently. I read the book over the summer, um, and I remember. So I don't. I I found the movie a little forgettable. Like I was forgetting parts of it by the next day. Mm-hmm. But I was a little frustrated with the fact that the movie just kind of ends. 
Um, I was a little let down by some of the world building because I was, I didn't think it did enough explaining and I knew what was going on. Like I knew what all the terms meant, but I like, that's a very, very rich world. And you know, I've picked up book two now as since I just watched the movie, I've been wanting to like read it again. So I'm reading through the sequel. Um, and like, I'm like so much of this wasn't in the movie and like you're expected to know it by the time the third book rolls around because it's important by this point. Yeah. You know, like there's there's just well, I, I figure they know that. I think they're just building it up slowly. That's what I would imagine. I think something like Lord of the there. Rings did a better job of world building yeah, in one so? movie. But but watching the first Lord of the Rings, you don't know everything. You don't know about there's the... there's reveals over time. So you don't know about the human side of the world. Right. But like you get a pretty good sense of the elves and the dwarves and yeah, the yeah, hobbits. But that's we got a good sense of their home world. Before yeah, they went to the planet, right? Caladan doesn't strat. matter. Caladan doesn't matter to the overall Not plot. Really. Whereas, like, it just it just sets up like where all the characters come from. Yeah. Look, I don't. It was not a bad movie by any means. It yeah, was yeah, probably yeah. one of the better movies this year. I I just because the book is so fresh in my mind, I'm always gonna be like, <laughs> the book was better. But like, <laughs> of course, if you read the book, you're always you know everyone always says that. And I also wanted it to be a little more weird and like fantastical. Me personally, right, right. I I do wish it was more psychedelic. Yeah, which especially the... with the visions and stuff, because the visions yeah. were just like Zendaya in a perfume commercial. They weren't like, yeah. they were trippy in the books. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like elevating his consciousness. But again, also I think they were really trying to keep it safe with this one because Denny has lost studios lots of money making a really good movie in my opinion a really nice <laughs> <laughs> no i like blade runner too blade, yeah. i like blade runner 2049 better than blade runner yeah of course like, i think it's a better a movie shot. of course i just love the practical effects and aesthetics of the original and then they did practical effects for the second one did you hear what ridley scott said about blade runner 2049 no he hated it right he didn't hate it but he was like yeah i probably would have caught like 30 minutes out of it <laughs> yeah he's like my cut's 30 minutes shorter <laughs> no that's i like that about denis you know he's always been there for us canadians but also he has those long shots where you just take in everything no he lets you definitely live in a world and i guess sure. i just didn't feel like i was living on arrakis as much as i felt it when i was reading the book <laughs> oh i don't know if i can come back from saying that <laughs> no no it's it's in slate now you're done for uh but like uh, no i agree with that sure, i sure. do want to go see it again because i feel like i didn't fully take it in. of course so i'll probably go see it again all right and we're probably gonna see eternal soon too so oh yeah that review's coming get ready up. uh because there's some we've been hearing some interesting things oh yeah a uh, certain scene but anyways i think that's the, i'm pretty sure we're out of time okay so we're gonna spin the wheel yeah uh so we each have two vetoes remember that are unused that's not true yeah we're keeping that? Yeah, you don't want it. You want veto system gone? Veto You're vetoing the vetoes? I'm, You're I'm, using one I of your veto to veto I'm the vetoes? I'm sick of the vetoes. All right, the vetoes I'm using both of my vetoes to take out your two vetoes. <laughs> Max, use the vetoes And then I'm going to head on down vetoes. to Vito's Pizza and Wings. And All right, I'm, nice I'm spinning this a wheel. We're, we're losing the plot That was here. a sponsored deal. We're let's, very uh, tired. The wheel. Transylvania full full franchise. Max manifested this this week. Oh my god! He I, bought. I kind of wish we had that today because it's Halloween. He bought the, uh, the 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 Dracula plushie from Cineplex. Yeah. So he like this week he purchased that. That was yesterday. So you made this happen. I, oh my god! But also there's right. four entries in this franchise on the wheel, so it was bound to come up sooner <laughs> rather than later. You're right. Uh, yeah. So Hotel Transylvania. Venus. <laughs> Hotel 
Transylvania. One three. through four. Yeah, but three came up on the wheel. Right. But we're going to watch the whole franchise. We, do we have to watch four? Because Adam's yeah. not in it. It's got Kevin. Kevin James and David Spade, I think. Is it available to us or do we have to go to theaters? It's not in theaters still. No, yeah. no. That was like a year ago. No, it's out now. That's why what? you got the plushie at Cineplex. What? It's out now. Okay, maybe we should go to the theater for it then. Let me see if I... We'll look into this after the show. Yeah, but, uh, okay. But anyways... Uh, yeah, next week's going to be a big episode. Yeah, that's a lot to talk about. So yeah, we'll, we'll see then. We're not going to have any time for trivia or anything. We're just going to be no. running through these movies. <laughs> uh, but... Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Yeah, really spectacular, spectacular audience we have. Really appreciate you. Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. I don't know what what else should we say. I think Max is, needs to go to bed. No, uh, we're at twenty seven minutes, so we did a good job. I'm at thirty five. Yeah, but you have all the other. Yeah, yeah but that's that. part of the show though, and the yeah, intro, and we're cutting the intro and outro for sure. Okay. Uh, Have a good week. We'll see you next week with Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Gross. All right. So real quick addendum. Uh, we just found out that Hotel Transylvania 4 does not come out in theaters till January. So uh, we will not be watching it next week because it's physically impossible for us yeah. unless we break this time space barrier. Also, I don't think Kevin James is in it either. Lame.